Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests and talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who deservedly hates Charles Xavier Jackson. Hi. I mean, to be fair, like, Charles Xavier is very bad. He's very bad. I had an argument with someone at work about this. Like, we're, um, uh, we're doing a, like, who of us are which Marvel characters thing, and she called her CEO, um, uh, Charles Xavier, I'm like, don't be mean to, her, to Tim. He's not that bad. Yeah, Xavier is very bad. For multiple reasons. Number one, he lusted after a 15-year-old girl for, like, years. Yeah. So, I mean, also, there's a whole, like, mind control thing, and, you know, uh, no. Also, it's very hard to write a telepath without having him do something questionable at some point, and he's been around for a long time. Also, like, he's doing questionable things right now. Krakoa is gonna fall because of Charles Xavier, not because not of anyone else. So, uh, so yeah, today we're talking about Professor Power. Okay. So, do you have any idea who Professor Power is? I have no idea. I'm guessing he's gonna be, like, uh... Like, also bald for some reason, and like something something in the image is going to be glowing. Oh, wow. Hey, he, his head is round. Yeah, technically. Also, he is a truly buff professor. When did he find the time to do that much of a workout between his, like, teaching and classes and theses and stuff? Yeah, so kind of to kind of describe it, like, think, it's very 90s armor. Actually, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Um, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, so it has, like, a gold body with, like, green highlights. It does not match, by any means. It's very garish. But it has, like, very 90s, like, boots and gloves. And, like, the little, like, like little accoutrement minus the minus the pou- pouch pouches of, like, 90s stuff. So, um, if you're interested in seeing who, what we're talking about, uh, definitely go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram to see... Uh, this dude's real name is Professor Henry Power. Another one who did not change his profession. <laughs> Just <laughs> for his, uh, I'm going to say it, villain name. Um, <laughs> They're very good at uh, secret identities in this uh, yeah. setting. Yeah. So, uh, occupation, historian, teacher, advisor to the President of the United States, and later head of a subversive, subversive organizations. I feel like that's okay. I feel like that tells a story. Yeah, just with the pro- definitely. Like we've had a couple that just tells a story just by their profession. Although I wonder how he got to teacher to advisor of the uh, president. Uh, I can see how it might have been like there was something going on where the you know like something like advise on like a a science matter or a historical matter. Like if um if a country that became relevant to geopolitics that hadn't really been for a while they needed someone who was an expert on that country's history. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. Okay. Um, so his identity is publicly known because you can literally search Professor Power and probably find Professor Anthony Power. Right. Um, he's the citizen of the United States with criminal record. His other alias is the Professor. I mean, great. great <laughs> wonderful. That's so easy. I mean, come on, try. A master of disguise. Yes. Um, place of birth is Norfolk, Virginia. Um, I wonder if he, uh, decided to lose his southern accent like a lot of people do. I think that he's probably more interesting to me if he has a southern accent, because, like, this image isn't, like, I'm not that impressed, it's just, like, 
a guy in a garish outfit, like so, in some sort of spotty power armor. So if I can, if I can have my soapbox for just a little bit. Also, I can because it's my podcast. But if I can have a soap, <laughs> soapbox, I am like very, very tired, and I know this has been something, but it still is happening. I'm very tired of Southern bashing, and anyone with the Southern hmm. accent is automatically stupid or whatever. Right. When whenever we have like most of NASA's in the goddamn South. Some mm-hmm. of the most brilliant people, like, just because you have an accent from somewhere doesn't mean you're automatically racist or stupid. I agree with you, and I want, th- I want better from that, but I think also, like, if he had sort of generic, like, generic American accent, as it were, um, like, you know, the entire cast of the MCU, uh, apart from um, the Wakandan characters, uh, he would be very, like, flat, whereas if he has, like, a thick southern drawl, uh, that could be way more fun. Like, I'm picturing... I'm picturing Baron Quinn, let's be honest. But yeah, it makes it more interesting when you just don't sound flat American. Also, it shows that people come from other places than, like, like I guess, Columbia, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Right? Yeah, because it's, I don't know. It's just like, I, I really, because it, it still happens. Like, it still happens. Also, there's, you know, also, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I'm just kind of tired of it. Also, I figured out recently that I'm very attracted to the New Jersey accent for some reason. I'm just very about it. You know, it's just, I like accents, you know, from, from the, across the U.S. to across the world. You know, there's, it turns out we live, we live in a melting pot. It's uh, a quilt of different experiences and people. And, right? And they all make us richer. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, let's, Let's talk about the place, place of death, a castle in the Adirondack Mountains of New York State. <laughs> of course, of course. Now, um, famous for his castles. Now, Jackson, I know you were saying something about really wanting to get with someone who was not only professor and a former presidential aide, but also someone who has a castle. I mean, yeah, yeah. And uh, guess what? This dude's a widower. Oh, I know. exciting. So you also get that, like, sad energy. Yeah, sad dad energy, too, Yeah, probably. He's, like, middle-aged or so. Well, oh, well he has real sad dad energy. Oh, let ah. me tell you. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he has two known relatives. Uh, Maxine, his wife, of course, dead because he's a widower. And Matthew, right. his son, also dead. Very oh, sad. No. So sad he's no longer technically, well, technically he's a, uh, his dead son. So yeah, it's real sad. I mean, it depends. Uh, so he has a group affiliation with an unnamed army of right wing extremists. Mm, not ideal. Also, for a time, uh, the Secret Empire. Also, not ideal. Also, I also I like to bring this up every single time it happens. It was retcon, but canonically, for a while, when Captain America talked to Nixon and said, "You're the Secret Empire," Nixon very unambiguously off-page shot himself in the Oval Office. <laughs> so wanna, That is incredibly good. I just want to bring that up each time because it was technically retconned, but also, <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, the hatred for Nixon should maybe be brought uh, like that energy should maybe be brought up more. And for the sure. Comics. Um, so he said he was an enemy of um, Professor Xavier, but uh, I thought Secret Empire was more of a like Avengers Captain America thing. So, a lot's going on. 
this is one of those okay. characters that has a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not like super well known, at least recently. Um sure. so he he did first appear in Marvel Team Up issue number one uh seventeen. Uh since since and sen- uh, since and senses in May nineteen mm-hmm. uh nineteen eighty two. Here is the Here's the cover. Um, so it's a. I think it's a good cover because basically it's it's in it's eighty two and you have a cover with Wolverine and Spider Man. There's no way you can mess that up. People are buying this comic, but yeah, Wolverine is doing just like his whole like, oh, I'm edgy. Look at me, I cut stuff. And Spider Man's doing the, hey, I'm Spider Man. Thing. I'm friendly and small. Yeah, I'm strong and I stick to things. Um. So yeah, he died in Captain America three thirty eight. Um. So, Professor Anthony Power, noted historian and authority on foreign affairs, was a high-ranking member of the White House advisor under four presidents. Wow. 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 Um. Power was completely dedicated to the American political system in the... Mm, okay, this is where it went wrong. Um, <laughs> completely dedicated to the American political system and the principles of democracy under that system. Okay. Uh, inspired by Anthony's powers, uh, Faith in America, his son Matthew voluntarily enlisted in the ar- uh, military services during Vietnam. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, and Matthews had a complete nervous breakdown while he was in Vietnam and returned home in a catatonic state. When the most skilled medical talent in the world failed to enable, oh, well, sorry, failed to effect a cure for Matthews, Professor Power began changing, uh, began to change his views on himself and his country. Mm, okay. 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 So that's a good so start. Hold on. That's that's a good start. Okay. So okay, losing faith in the American system. Um, Professor Power became convinced that the American universities were instilling apathy and cowardice in their students. Oh. See, see. Okay. So there's two, but you could so go the there. Wrong lesson there. So you could go to the left. You could go to the right. Uh, he went to the hard right. He went to the right. Um. So, um, and that the United States leaders were terrified of worldwide nuclear war that they were deliberately dra- uh, that they were deliberately dragging America down in what he believed uh, to be meaningless conflicts in Vietnam War. Oh my God! See, he He's make, he keeps making all these wrong choices and learning the wrong lessons. Yeah, you see, like this is, but also this is how, but this is also a good example of. Uh, radicalizing, uh, basically like white, white teenagers and men. Um, it's it's like- and how like they're the outlet for violence there is kind of facilitated and enabled more than it uh, facilitated, enabled and celebrated for for white men more than it is for basically anybody else who are you know seen as bad and wrong for being angry about things. Yeah. So like. Because there is a way, because, like, when it comes down to it, 
whenever you see someone of uh, radicalization tends to have this fork in the road because like you have this you have this person who realizes that something is wrong and something needs to be done with it and there tends to be a way of i'm not saying incremental change but like change trying to change the system or subvert the system to become something that's better for the people or better for you right exactly um so that's basically left or right um so i think this is a good uh good look at it now this is i think so far could be realistic um yeah. so i mean like i i assume this is basically how jordan peterson became like that possibly y- yes probably because because like also i think he's like also if you've ever like read any of the uh trove rules of whatever to change your life or whatever that thing he's a christian mm-hmm. fundamentalist trying to make it sound like he's not and he doesn't hide it yeah like you know he would be fine <coughs> with like a, a ca- like maybe like some sort of like christian fundamental the- theocracy mm. as long as it was based in the west but whatever um i don't want to bash christianity by saying this but like i think there are a lot of people who don't know of anything else and don't realize how Baked into your worldview, that can be even if you are specifically referencing like uh, Jesus or the Bible or whatnot. Like things that are like you're still saying things that are that show that framework, even if it's not explicit. Um, and it's interesting to me how how that conversation happens when people realize that there are like entirely new vistas to look at, or how that can influence someone to like say a thing without realizing how what they're assuming about the world. Yeah, like you see this both both, both like. Jordan Peterson and government politics, and also Shrek the musical. Yeah, and and also, I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff. I feel like uh, I we need to talk about this a very silly person, but yes, sorry. But, I yeah. feel, but also, um, but there is, but this does actually show a pretty prevalent view. I mean, really pretty prevalent way, path of radical of radicalization. Yeah. Um, so for me personally. I went edgy atheist libertarian for a while because mm-hmm. uh, it's very easy for a young man to do that. Uh, now I'm a uh, now I'm a queer non-binary person and a SJW uh, beta cup simp. Um, so you know, um, yeah, it's too much soy apparently. <coughs> oh, <laughs> even though I don't eat almost any soy, but whatever. Um, well. but yeah, so he uh, taking his models. Alexander the Great and Roman emperors who dominated virtually entire virtual <laughs> Western civilized world of their time. So he decided that world peace can only be achieved if uh, if one mind, one power, controlled the entire earth. Power okay. believed that America must move against what he saw as its enemies, enemies of democracy, to annihilate all threats to freedom. So he believed okay. very much in the strongman theory, um, which can definitely lead... It's, I mean, it's something that a lot, of, I think, liberals also fall into. Like, they just need right. one strong person, which for for some people still is Obama, because they don't see that he was actually kind of a really bad president. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, I think that is kind of fundamental to a lot of superhero narratives, unfortunately. Yes, and I understand, as, be, as a growing baby leftist into, like, a full-grown, like, teen leftist, I see that, but I still really love comic books. <laughs> Right. I think, like, I think that while it still participates in the strongman theory, you can 
soften that blow and you can still tell interesting stories within that, especially if you're like making your strong man not like just a set wet guy. Yes. Or you can do not do what DC does and make all of your people like invincible gods that are like morally right every all the time. Yeah. Um now that changes a little bit, but I'm still looking at Batman. I'm looking at Batman still. I'm just saying. I'm not like looking at Batman. <laughs> I am not looking at Batman because I read about good characters. Yeah, I don't understand why people love Batman so much. Like he he's he's made by his villains, mm-hmm. and I well, I think that's why. Like because his villains are really interesting and exciting. So also, he's still a right like a white man just beat rich white man beating down mentally ill people who just need better infrastructure. That's all they need. <laughs> mm-hmm. But whatever. It is truly wild. The best like psychological analysis of Batman came from fucking Lego movie? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, determined to be the one mind that dominates the entire world. Uh, Professor Power dedicated himself to this challenge, receiving almost unlimited funding from his supporters. From the already wealthy Power, uh, began organizing his underground movement of so-called ultra-patriots. Among... We're just reading what's happening right now. It's yeah. really annoying. Get to the mm, yeah. get to the stuff. Among the individuals of the Powers organization, by the way, Power with the capital P, um, of course, were former operatives of the FBI, CIA, Shield, and other law enforcement agencies. <sighs> come, just get, just get, just come on. Let me get to the Marvel stuff. <laughs> After including like uh, August Masters who was part of shield and uh, probably what I'll talk about um, after his apparent after his apparent death with an encounter with the original spider woman, the multimillionaire Morgan McNeil Hardy was recruited as one of the financial backers of the powers organization. Uh, that was, that was someone who he talked to in, about in um, Turner D uh, the Turner D century uh, thing. He was a person who felt like the world was better when he was young. Of it course. keeps on funding th- and basically tried to turn San Francisco back to what it was when he was young, which was not the 50s, but more like the 20s. Mm. You know, you know, but like everything's better about like, you know, 50, maybe 60 years back, you know, when you were young. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so nothing has changed yeah. from uh, real life. Yeah. The powers believed that a devastating war would not need to be waged in order to eliminate all threats he believed, that various nations posed to America, into world peace. Instead, power intended to organize a core of powerful telepaths through powers he would utilize against those nations whom he considered the enemies of America. Powers established, I mean, just just make a PSYOP. Just make a PSYOP campaign. Right. Um, uh, well, technically, it has a psyop. Think about it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, uh, he established two operations for finding individuals with great psionic potential that he could uh, that he could utilize in this, this, this in his games. However, Har- uh, Hardy seized control of one of the operations and attempted to use the psionically gifted recruits to reconstruct reality to transform America to what. Hardy, in his dated uh, system of values, thought would uh, thought it should be due to the inter- intervention of Captain America. Hardy's plan uh, 
uh, Hardy's plan failed. Hardy himself was killed by the feedback of psionic energy uh, from his telepathic augmenter machine. Uh, later, August Masters, working for uh, power, prepared to launch a massive psionic attack against the Soviet Union. That was something that the U.S. tried to do, actually, in real life. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that is not, like, that's, okay. Uh, telepath. Uh, I do love all the bonkers MKUltra stuff. Like, even, even though it probably mostly didn't work, I, I'm still glad that, you know, people were like, let's try this. Let's put money into this. Instead of, you know, like, funding food banks or housing programs or college. Telepaths gathered uh, by Powers Organization would emit a large barrage of psionic energy that would be amplified by psionic augmentation devices and directed towards the Soviet Union. The attack was intended to destroy the brains of every human in the USSR. Wow! Um, Captain America, Daredevil, and the Defenders all battled against Power Organization. And in an attempt to thwart uh, its plan. Six of the telepaths under the organization's control, appalled at the prospect of committing mass murder on Master's command, tele- uh, telepathically linked their minds to that of Kyle Richmond, a.k.a. Nighthawk, a.k.a. the man who has the power of two men at night. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about him last time. What a goober. Also, he's the worst. He's worse than the guy who's basically Batman from another universe. And he's technically Batman. He's supposed to be super rich and no powers, but like, you know, whatever. Um, Sure. He also definitely drank some piss because he got it through alchemy. And an alchemical potions had a lot of urine in him. Um, That's true. So (laughs) he also likes to drink piss. (laughs) So... Uh, so yeah, having learned the means to activate the destruction sequence on on the main computer of uh, Master's entire secret complex, they passed this information on to Richmond, who activated the sequence. A- apparently under his own will, Richmond had Doctor Strange, who was uh, one of the defenders, evacuate the costume allies from the complex. Richmond remained behind as a physical focal point of the mind of the psychics and died in the ensuing explosion. Hmm. Professor Power then decided to take matters into his own hands. Weeks later, after a master's uh, uh, defeat, Power captured the world's most powerful telepath. Professor Xavier. Sure. Yep. Uh, That's, I mean, that's a choice, but okay. It's a choice. Uh, there are more powerful telepaths out there, but that's fine. Well, I mean, he's technically the Omega one. He's just like, I don't yeah. know, go for an Emma? Go for an Emma. Right. Emma's like... I mean, I guess say... I guess I'm thinking of Jean Grey, but it's more that she's a powerful telekinetic who's also telepath. So it's not that she's the most powerful telepath. She's the most powerful, most powerful person who is also a telepath. It's kind of like how Professor X has some... Telepath, uh, not telepath. Sorry, he's he has some like uh, TK powers, like some, yeah. but very limited. Right, well, speech. Yeah. Um. So power def- uh, intended to force Xavier to revive another telepath, Metallo. Oh, oh my God, I miss Metallo. 
What's his thing? Oh, he's just best friends. He's best friends with uh, the Fixer. They're just like two. They're just two like two people from Wisconsin who are just like you know they're best friends and they help each other break out of jail and they both wear goofy stuff and they're very good friends and I love them. Um, and also, yeah, but Mentello was like basically under like you know, you know, not doing great. He's um so uh Powers plan to have Mentello cure Matthew of his own catatonic state to have Mentello then assist him in launching the sonic attack again. Against the uh, Soviet Union that Masters had failed to bring about for himself. Um, Mentallo, frequent partner of the Fixer, had fixed the machine, had built a f- machine for, uh, for power to begin draining Xavier Sonic energy into the mind of Mentallo in order to revive the latter. Uh, Spider Man intervened and defeated the Fixer in battle. And Xavier overpowered Mentallo in psychic combat. Because of course he can! Okay. Um, I remember getting, like, st- I remember getting slightly angry about this when meeting Mentallo. <laughs> um, however, a Mentallo, sorry, however, Matthew's uh, power's mind was further damaged from the psychic battle so much that he could never be cured. Power's, power was sent to prison. But powerful uh, allies of his soon had them released, knowing that his son could never be cured. Profess- Professor Power had scientists permanently encase Matthew's body in a battle suit that amplified its strength. Okay. Then, a Power had the scientists transfer his own mind into Matthew's body. Okay. Now possessing uh, great power through the battle suit, as well as a physically younger body. Oh, this is sketchy. That's fine. Um, Professor Power resolved to take revenge on Charles Xavier by killing the latter mutant students, the X-Men. Power battled one of the original X-Men, the Beast and Spider-Man, but did not kill either. Rather, Power escaped and began working on a new plan. Well, I mean, at least... Hate, hatred of Professor Xavier got him out of, you know, potentially white nationalism. He did kind of idealize the Romans and Alexander the Great, which tends to be a hallmark of white nationalism. Yeah, I think he's still, like, functioning with white nationalism, but he's done that thing where he's, like, aimed that racism at mutants now, which is... Not great. Oh, well, uh, not great. You know... I don't know. I was gonna say it's okay that he hates Professor X, but at the same time, he's also gonna kill his students because of it. It's not a singular, like, laser-focused hate. Right, and like, Professor X, a jerk, but Beast is the best, and deserves only good things, so... He also, Spider- he tried to kill Spider-Man as well. Not ideal. Not not great. Um, so, Professor, uh, Professor Power organized a new version of the subversive group, known as the Secret Empire. God, uh, not again. Okay, cool. Um... Power and his empire uh, captured the defenders and attempted to attempted in vain to brainwash them into murdering Xavier. That uh, Xavier's new newest students, uh, the new mutants. Don't you touch my good boy Cannonball! Motherfucklings! Don't touch Cannonball. Cannonball's best. I love him. He is incredibly good. He's such a good boy. Also, one of the only Kentucky superheroes. I have to wrap up. 
<laughs> but also he's an extremely good boy. I'm very happy that we have uh that we have Cannonball. I'm very unhappy that we still don't have that movie because it got delayed due to the coronavirus instead of just being released online. Oh my god! And like it, it should have been four years ago. And it was, and it was totally gonna. It's. I just want to see a superhero horror movie besides *Brightburn*. And *Brightburn* was actually very fun and hard to watch mm. because it was very gory. <laughs> That's fair, but yeah, I keep. I explained the the rough concept to my coworkers, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, I want to see this now." Like, yeah, thank you. No, I've been wanting to see it for a while now. I remember them talking about it when I was watching Fury Road. <laughs> God, that was like <laughs> that was half a decade ago. I just want to watch. I just want to see Cannonball and Sunspot be unambiguously gay with each other. Right, that's all I want. That's all we deserve. Also, magic is great. I just want to see. She that. is. Also, I, I am, unfortunately, they are kind of doing the Demon Bear Saga, and I hope they take away some of the weirdness out of it. I assume they aren't going to do the thing where the Demon Bear turns some white people into Native Americans. That's, yeah, I'm, I'll be that's a- not- <coughs> but what? That's weird. Yeah. That's weird as hell. What yeah. the fuck? Power, uh, power, meanwhile, prepared to launch a satellite that would beam some little messages in the minds of people in the United States and the Soviet Union sure. in order to bring about worldwide nuclear war. So now he's basically a a, a podias. I, I can never say it right. Do you know that? Like they they want they basically are they're basically nuclear war uh, accelerants because they believe that. Um, I don't want to get into. It. It's very weird. Yeah, um, that sounds bad. If it wasn't if it wasn't a whole nuclear war thing, they also believe in like aliens and like psychic of dolphins. Course. And I would be so okay with it if they weren't nuclear war accelerants. And to be fair, there are aliens in the MCUs or in the Marvel Universe, so I guess it's fine there. So basically, yeah, so they wanted um, nuclear war. Power uh, in the Secret Empire would save themselves from the coming Holocaust by taking refuge in secret complexes deep underground from which they would eventually emerge to build a new society. The Defenders uh, bought about the destruction of the satellite, thwarting Power's plans. One of the defenders, Moon Dragon, telepathically caused Anthony's uh, consciousness to merge with Matthews, driving Professor Power into a state of catatonic madness. So, um, I did the Moon Dragon episode. Mm-hmm. Moon Dragon is a very bad person. Okay. I don't like Moon Dragon. Very okay. bad. A very bad person. Sure. Not as bad as Xavier. But close. Wow. Okay. Very bad. Um, I'm go- I'm googling this person right now, and wow, that's a that's a lot of skin. Yeah. Um. They a lot of skin and baldness. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a lot going on. Um. So Professor Power was then taken into custody by Shield, and it was abducted, uh, by members of his subversive uh, organization who was still loyal to him. The fifth Captain America and the fourth Bucky was sent. Fifth Captain America. Who was the fifth Captain America? Um, let's find out. Okay, so it was. Okay, it was Rogers, then Spirit of 76, uh, Patriot. Uh, John Walker? Who's the fifth? I'm forgetting someone. Let's see. 
Uh, Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers, Isaiah Bradley, William Nasland, well, Jeffrey well, no, Mace. That, no, I'm talking to like 80s. Okay. No, because trust me, they, they, they've added more in between. Sure. Oh, Christ, was it the... I think it might have been the Vietnam, no, Korean War one. The guy who changed his name to Rogers and was obsessed with them. Oh, that guy. And, no, yeah. and then he had the Bucky who was, who became Nomad. Mm, sure. In the 90s, whatever. Um, but yeah, basically the fifth Captain America and the fourth Bucky uh, um, went to... Uh, Powers Castle in the Adirondack Mountains in New York State by the President's uh, Commission of Superhuman Activities for the express person, uh, purpose of neutralizing power in any means necessary. Mm. Um, to prevent uh, the costume, two costume adventurers from recapturing the still cataconic power, some of his men loaded power into a rocket sled like escape craft a uh, captain america 5 hurled his shield at the escape craft <coughs> striking the engine causing it to explode the shock partially revived power who was now barely conscious uh, of what was happening power began blasting captain uh, captain 5 with the powerful electron beams in order to defend himself enraged by the painful attack um in order t- in order to uh so, a, a, Captain, a Cap 5 uh, battered Professor Power with his augmented strike so severely that Power died from his injuries. Wow. <sighs> okay. That's, uh, that's not a good Captain America. Yeah, I think that was the one that went crazy. Yeah. Uh, because he had a bad superhuman soldier for uh, thing. Um, sure. He was, I'm pretty sure it was that one, because he had the super strength as well. That makes sense, yeah. Yep. Okay, well, um, I'm not going to go over the rest of his stuff. He has, like, he has a robot suit, and he also has, like, minimal super strength, so Spider-Man level. Mm. Mm, sure, sure. Well, okay. <laughs> Who doesn't, I guess? Well, okay, so Spider-Man level, like, is 10 tons, and I feel like that is entry level for a like a decent amount of super strength because there's a lot of oh, like sure. there's a lot of like small fries that have like you know a ton two tons and stuff like that and right. they're they're just like basically buff dudes they're basically henchmen most of the time but yeah. spider-man but spider-man level tends to be when you start to have a little bit more you know judge to you sure yeah i get that and, I, and this guy seems like it's uh just a perk of being a villain for long enough that you kind of just like acquire more super strength through sheer, like, I don't know, character levels. Yeah, it's power creep. It it happens. That's why they have to... That, I mean, as much as I hate it, that's why they kind of go back to status quo and depower people. Um, that being said, they don't really do that with uh, Captain Marvel right now, or Carol Danvers. Uh, I don't know how much I want to say on that, honestly, because I need to kind of read a little bit more of the current run. I just, I, I don't know. She's kind of stale. She's kind of stale on me right now. Mm. I I have read zero Captain Marvel, so I uh, cannot speak to that, but I trust you. Like, the writing, when it's good, it's good. It's just, half the time they just kind of do 
I don't know, like, I'm very powerful, but I can't use my powers to really fix this. And while that is a good plot for a lot of stuff, not over and over again. Right. You know. And also, as I understand it, she's part of the, like, Marvel Cosmic stuff, and I'm usually not super into Cosmic Marvel stuff. <laughs> um, If you want a good entry point, I honestly think that the... Oh, I don't know if the Donny Cates one is good. Uh, the Jerry Duggan written Guardians. Um, it, it introduces you to a lot of stuff, but you have, like, a framework that doesn't get, like, too crazy. Um, sure, that makes sense. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider is also very fun. Oh, I do want to read Cosmic Ghost Rider. It I've heard about that. so good. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. Also, if you want to, you know, maybe help a friend out, my first entire season of Limited Theories was Cosmic Ghost Rider. Where we cover sure. a lot of... So, I mean, maybe... Read it and, uh, you know, listen to that. <laughs> Do a listen. Do a listen. I mean, I think I, I think I did a really good job at describing why I think it's really good. Um, that being said, is this dude still dead? Are they still dead? Uh, I assume he's not. He seems like someone who will be likely to show up again and again and again. Yeah, he showed up in, uh, Nomad, A Girl Without a World. Uh, that is the uh, Ricky Barnes uh, from a different world, from a different universe that was destroyed um, in 2010. It was a whole a whole miniseries, which I'm considering covering. She pops up every once in a while, and she's very interesting. She also showed up in a, a six-issue run that got, unfortunately, canceled way too early. Um, the uh, I she- Young Allies. Which was really fun as well, mm. but uh, but yeah, uh, but he showed up there. He's pretty much like the main uh, villain. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, he's a pretty good villain. He has like the right level of like having of goals, having of some power, and having of like a backstory, but not like unbeatable. I could, I'd actually really enjoy seeing him as like an antagonist in a movie. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, uh, I think if they're gonna, I don't. I think it technically wasn't a Marvel team up, so I don't think it would be belonged in the X Men stuff, even though he does have ties to it. Sure. Um. So, I'd honestly rather see him like as like if they if they just kept making Captain Marvel movies instead of if they just kept making Captain America movies instead of uh like immediately going to like the Endgame stuff. Like if it, he would have been a good like for something along the lines of, of um. Winter Soldier, that kind of uh, political thriller thing, but there's telepaths. That could have been really fun, actually. There was a, a whenever they were filming um, Civil War, um, the the fake-out title was The Serpent Society, and you know how upset I am that they did make a Serpent Society movie? That would be really I'm good. very upset. I would be too. Don't tease me like that. <laughs> but... I would have loved to have, like, Sidewinder and Cottonmouth and all that stuff, like, show up, like, proper. Um, but whatever. Okay, yeah. well, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, uh, make an executive decision and say, no plugs this episode. Oh, wow, okay. No plugs. So, yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight, and justice is served. Good night. Good night.